Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. And actually, it isn't from the land freedom forgot. We're both in free states, aren't we? We're both in red states, huh? Alabama and Florida. How it's nice. amazing, it is isn't amazing. it? We can wander around with a gun on our hip and nobody gives a crap. Yeah, today's teaser, I baited everybody to listen to the show because I, <laughs> I'm i still getting multiple daily requests on, uh, we're running out of time, what we're going to do about carry insurance. Oh my God. So for all of you that took the hook and I reeled you in, carry insurance starts July 1st. There is no insurance carriers in New Jersey that offer it. Our lawsuit with again with the against the Attorney General of the State of New Jersey is before Judge Bum. We're awaiting her decision, Chief Judge Bum, and we will find out what's going on from there. Right now, no insurance companies will write murder insurance. U.S. Law Shield and NY Tax Defense is in, is in legal defense fund for New Yorkers in New York Tax Defense. Are the other forty nine states would be U.S. Law Shield, and you can use code word Gun for Hire one word for both of them for your discount or promotional fees. Now. That I baited you in. If you had been listening to Gun for Hire, I just had one on Instagram. Guy sent me a message this morning. Yo, we're running out of time with insurance. What's going on? What are your updates? You know, I like when they tell me I listen to the show every week. You yeah. haven't updated us on insurance. You, you uh, lying. You, you don't listen lying. to the show. Yeah, yeah. What about last week? <laughs> yeah, you don't listen to the show. So I hooked you in. Uh, the other thing is they had the director of the ATF. Um, before the house they were grilling him and you know he can't define what an assault weapon is mm. he doesn't know what the penalty is if you're if you have a pistol brace or a stabilizing brace or an other he doesn't even know what the penalty well, was yeah. he, in his you defense know. he's not a gun expert yeah he, he's a yeah he's nothing he's a political hack exactly um but what's going on is there's a couple of cases the one case by fpc the uh, mock v garland case is further along we have until the um end of may we're hoping to get a temporary restraining order on one of the three major cases that are moving through and you will be updated believe me you will be updated by all of us uh, because uh, this is very important because there's a lot of people in New Jersey uh, that have others and braces and et cetera, et cetera, and they don't want to, uh, you know, become felons overnight, which is what New Jersey is famous for. Yep. Turning people into felons. So, you know, uh, the next thing I wanted to discuss is uh, for years... You know, we always talked about people voting with their feet and moving, right? And for years, we decided not to move, and we stood and fight, whether it was because we owned businesses here, we worked here, family, friends, children, grandchildren, whatever. And for the active activists in the Second Amendment community, I commend you all, because if you see what's going on right now with our NRA-backed case in New Jersey, you see what's going on with the NRA-backed case in Illinois and California and Hawaii and, of course, New York, where we got the Bruin case, it seems the states that stood in fight are the states that are holding the line and racking up incremental wins for everybody's yeah, for everybody constitutional yeah. rights. Because right now, 
Delaware is under extreme attack, and I had contemplated moving to Delaware at one time. Yeah, right. And they're 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 man, they're contemplating mandating training for permits and to buy handguns. Number one, so a constitutional right will require will require training, and uh, you know. This for the longest time, Delaware was one of these states that was deep red as far yeah. as guns, and you could yeah. just get your carry permit, and you know, uh, you could have uh, suppressors or anything else you wanted. But it looks like now it, they're really they're really getting hit, and they just had a judge, a, a Delaware uh, federal judge, found an unusual way to ban semi-auto guns in magazines. He is saying that he's not following uh, the the Bruin decision, you know, where there's the two-step framework was. He's going back to the two-step framework that the the Bruin decision got rid of, you know. And again, this is going to make its way to the courts. And I commend the the guys in Delaware uh, for fighting this. But he's claiming like a bunch of semi-auto rifles and pistols are not in common use today for self-defense, which is a lie. You know, he claims that the 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 common use only applies to actually being uh, fired in self-defense. So only guns that are commonly used in self-defense oh, are common guns. Oh, man. <laughs> he also claims that semi-auto rifles are unusual and dangerous. Unusual and dangerous. And dangerous, yes. He also claims that magazines with a capacity of more than 17 rounds are unusual and dangerous. And he claims magazines with a capacity of more than 17 rounds are not in common use for set, for self-defense. Judge Andrew uh, is... Uh, is going back and forth with this so you see delaware is under major attack and uh i was i thought it was interesting when uh when pennsylvania you know they elected what's his name senator cucumber yeah um fetterman i was like oh okay i mean i wasn't a huge fan of dr oz but at least he was partially pro-gun but you know we get what we elect and then we have to live under it and uh even though pennsylvania you know pennsylvania has a uh a Democrat control in the House, but they do have a slim majority in the Senate. But that could change in one election cycle because yeah. of the the media and you know they're all in bed together. We know we're outnumbered, and you know uh, Dave Workman came out with a uh, an article. Democrats are uh, pushing. Uh, gun control agenda. They're pushing four pieces of legislation. It may not get much further, but still they're pushing it. Okay, mm-hmm. a red flag law. All right. Which, again, what happens in New Jersey, don't stay in New Jersey. Okay, And just like we've seen in New Jersey before, Democrats hold a one seat majority in the state house, which, again, can win, can can flip in one election. And again, they have a majority in the Senate. But there's all of this going on in the state. So here we are. We balkanized and we stayed here and fought. And look what's going on below us in Pennsylvania, in Delaware. They're getting beat up. And to the west of us in pennsylvania they're getting beat up and these were two of the most popular states we used to hear people let's move there all the time and meanwhile to the north and east of us new york stood their ground and they're fighting and they got us brewing and they're winning and here in new jersey you know between jensen and schmutter and bach and and every everybody in the firearms community we've all been fighting and you know again we're going to be setting these precedents that 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 are going to be phenomenal for us even illinois Illinois, they're fighting and suing um, NRA, FPC, SAF, and we just had a federal judge 
in Illinois block the assault weapons ban that Governor Pritzker or whatever his name is, that big dude, uh, they were they were pushing to get through to com- they completely banned assault weapons, which is right in the face of the Bruin decision. And uh, J.B. Pritzker, that's his name. It just hit me. Uh, or some like to call him Jumbo. Jumbo. Uh, Jumbo. <laughs> he would be Governor Cream Donut because we have Governor Jelly Donut over here in New Jersey. Uh, but again, this is this is probably going to go to the Supreme Court, too. So all of these uh, bl- uh, blue states are fighting just like we've been fighting. So when people say just move, you know, it's no it's no secret. I've been looking to buy a, a vacation home in Florida, but I, I continue my business my and my family and my parents. Everything is in New Jersey, so I'm not going anywhere anywhere fast for sure i'm 62 years old but i'm going to continue to stay and fight and continue to push because not a week goes by that i don't get an alert that my name has been mentioned again uh in trenton (laughs) that's for sure well you can't keep doing and fighting as hard as you have been fighting for all of your entire career without making a lot of enemies they're they're very unhappy Mm -hmm. they're very unhappy that we uh you and i we push the word out and uh you know because knowledge is power and uh you know it it would forces people to question why are you making a law like this if it doesn't do anything for, you know to criminals yeah and left unchecked there lies continuous truth correct uh guess who's back sandy who L- loretta weinberg oh, come on why she just did a grandma rally against oh, gun violence. Are you serious? Armed with walkers and canes. This is from Cam Edwards. Come a group on. of 30 senior <laughs> citizens ranging 30. from 80 to 100 <laughs> held up signs and that drew and chanted for stricter gun regulations uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey, outside an independent senior oh, living community. God. She just can't stay out of the spotlight. Here's what she, she would just go away. Here's what she said. We should be relaxing in our recliners, but we can't, Weinberg, 88-year-old, shout it in a freaking bullhorn. <laughs> this is a message to our representatives in Washington. It, in the drizzling rain, the feisty group of grandmas and grandpas chanted, ban assault rifles and no guns for teachers, between speeches from volunteers with Moms Demand Action and the Brady campaign to prevent gun violence. Man, I tell you what, you got to give her a lot of credit. She doesn't stop, yeah. and that's why we have to be the same way. Right. She's 88 years old. She made a ton of dough, right. and she's retired, and she could be enjoying her retirement, and she's still making waves. And she's still making money. <laughs> Correct. <You know? laughs> she's being paid very well by the Brady campaign right now. And she can make even more money, which is the typical Democrat shuffle. It doesn't really matter. We're against anything we need to be against in order to get some sort of paycheck. Oh, my God. Is it crazy or yeah, what? It's incredible. 30 a gang of 30 people. <laughs> With their walkers and <laughs> canes. Yeah. Meanwhile, they got media attention, right? If 30 of us went out there to protest, you know, catch and release oh revolving door criminal justice, and nobody would cover it. <laughs> or they would get the one snapshot of someone pointing with their face caught, like, contorted a little bit. And they would With turn it into a, yeah, a white supremacy thing. <laughs> Me standing next to Ainsley Reynolds and Tony Simon. It would be like a group of white supremacists <laughs> were out there. Both of those guys are uh, black, by the way. 
uh, a group of white supremacists were out there, uh, you know, lobbying for uh, more guns more for guns children. To, to murder and slaughter children. Yes. They're pro-slaughtering yes. children. And, you know, our uh, the, new, the News 218, uh, and their website is news2a.com. The News 218, uh, they uh, published a little article that I, I want to read it. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but I want to read it. And it's, and it's encouraging for us that dug our heels in. And we're staying, and so many people are impatient. You'll see the post online, New Jersey Firearm Syndicate and, uh, you know, uh, Reddit, uh, no testicle Reddit. Uh, you'll see people <laughs> posting stuff like, what's going on? Why don't we have this yet? Why don't we have constitutional carry? And when are we going to get this decision? And why do I need insurance? And, you know, because they're, and again, those are the people we're trying to reach. Yeah. Those are the people that the Attorney General did not want us to reach. Right. So this article from uh, News2A.com, we are watching history be made. While New Jerseyans bemoan the convoluted state of affairs with regards to gun regulation in the state, we would do well to remember that we are living through history that is setting a bulwark of strong defenses and precedent supporting the Second Amendment for decades to come. It's kind of like my opening dialogue, right? Yep. But they said it with so much more educated finesse. I'm such a brute. I prefer the word CAD. <laughs> yes, it is true that our permitting system is morass of confusion that even law enforcement officials find it difficult to navigate. And as the courts are removed from the system and the rules and processes seem to change monthly, if not weekly, things are generally heading towards smoother waters. However, we need, we, we need not be so myopic. We need to look outside of New Jersey and understand that these are historically significant moments in which we are living that come along only once every few decades at best. Tell me about it, gentlemen. 32 years fighting. This is the peak for me. Our newly affirmed freedoms in New Jersey stem from recent Supreme Court decisions. Keep in mind, there have only been a handful of significant decisions affirming the Second Amendment in the last couple of decades. How true. As much as the Second Amendment and our right to keep and bear arms are under attack from the progressive and liberal left, we are concurrently living through a time in which our federal legal system is largely affirming, strengthening, and enhancing the protections of rights that we hold dear for the foreseeable future. In 2008, the Supreme Court ruled in Heller that our right to keep and bear arms for lawful purposes is an individual liberty granted by the Second Amendment of service in a state militia, guaranteed by the Second Amendment, independent of service in a state militia. In 2010, the Supreme Court found in McDonald that the right to keep and bear arms for self-defense in one's home, as provided in the Second Amendment, is applicable to the states through the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. And finally, in 2022, the Supreme Court affirmed in Bruin that the right to keep and bear arms for lawful purposes of self-defense exists outside the home in public. Each of these decisions contribute to a body of legal precedent that will be difficult for future courts to undermine or reverse. Here in New Jersey, as we fight the carry killer bill signed by Governor Freestuff, or Governor Goldman Sachs, and await Judge, Chief Judge Bum's decision on a preliminary injunction, we can clearly see that this case is on a trajectory towards the Supreme Court.
The state will surely appeal what is likely to be a decision that supports the Constitution and previous legal precedent protecting the Second Amendment. And that case will eventually land in the laps of the Supreme Court that ruled just less than a year ago firmly in favor of an unabridged Second Amendment based on history, text, and tradition. It is extremely rare to hold such that to have such issues come before the Supreme Court in such a relatively short period of time. We are literally watching history being made. And while things in New Jersey are complicated and frustrating, we can proudly stand and support our rights and be able to tell the next generation that we are part of it. They wrote, stand strong. That's my line, bitches. <laughs> uh, so news2a.com. They are on Facebook. They are on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you, obviously you can follow them online, especially if you're... Uh, especially if you're uh, not a um, social media type person. And Sandy, they basically just talked about what we've been talking about. Heller got us McDonald and Bruin is going to get us the Coons Reynolds or something like that. And, you know, it's going to further solidify our point no matter how much uh, the left and our public masters in New Jersey uh, try to fight this. We are, in fact, watching history being made. I just wish more of the 1.4 million New Jersey gun owners for the amount of time you're spending on whether I should get a Hellcat or a this or a that or carry this or a 365. If you spent a little less time with that and a little more belonging to ANJRPC, CNJFO, NJ2AS, uh, SAF and FPC, if you spent a little more time with those organizations that are organized and listening to Gun for Hire Radio, if you're online, go to uh, the New Jersey Firearms Owners Syndicate. You know, you can join ANJRPC as an associate member for $40 a year. CNJFO is, I believe, $50 a year. I mean, come on. We, knowledge is power, and we need all of us on yeah, our side. Exactly. I mean, every week I read the letters, uh, and, and I encourage people. Every week I'm answering people's emails that are, you know, and guiding them, like from guys like Brad Hendricks on uh, on Reddit, and giving them advice. And boom, they get answered quickly after that, or they're getting uh, they're getting their carry permit. This is what we need, and the other side doesn't want us to have this knowledge you know this is our green dragon this is where we meet and we and we discuss stuff and uh it's it's just so important to our future you know the negativity and just move is not going to help us you know uh listen it's here you want to talk about activism here daniel ianuzo gold member gunfire and hope your vacation is going well i just want to let you know i have taken your advice on public speaking and made a statement at my town hall meeting about waiting over the state law of 30 days for pistol purchasing permits at the end of the day the police chief angrily said he'd look into it and the mayor says i've been waiting over 30 days and i'm the mayor See what I mean? This is the activism we need. Right. So I got a follow-up. Following up, the Bevel PD called me and told me, I wish you would have called before going to the town hall meeting. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's called and emailed numerous times and gotten no response. Right. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. They want me to prepay for my permits before they decide whether I am approved or denied. That's illegal, by the way. Even though I have emailed them and no one ever told me that, exactly like you said, go to the town meeting and make it a statement, and as a guarantee, you get an answer the next day. Daniel Iannuzzo. And Daniel's like in his late 20s or early 30s. Bravo. This yeah. is what we need, okay? Exactly what we need. So go to the meeting. 
do not be angry have your thoughts written out follow our guides it's all on record gary mastrangelo told us that he was a councilman in in riverdale for many many years the mayor is there the police chief is there and it's all on record and just inquisitively asked so there's daniel he goes there and the mayor who by the way bought his gun and took his training from us uh, <laughs> uh at, at, and i ran into him at the gun store a few weeks ago He's waiting over 30 days as well. So now what's the police chief look like? He looks like a douche. Right. And you know what? Mark is not a douche. He's a good guy. All right. What happened is the paperwork's all backed up and it's all caught up because the system, there needs to be a procedure for this new system and a fire needs to be lit. Because I know for a fact the Belleville uh, hierarchy is not anti-gun. A yeah. lot of my employees live in, in Belleville and their permits and everything get processed. It's just slow. Yeah. But now this is a way to speed it up because you know this, the chief, Mark Medicini, you know he went downstairs to records and he was like, uh, <laughs> what the I just got embarrassed. Right, exactly. In a town meeting, the effing mayor is waiting over 30 days. Right. So uh, what are we going to do to fix this, fellas? And bada bing, everybody gets phone calls the next day. Isn't that weird? It's funny how that works. Isn't isn't that weird? I just love hearing Once it becomes that. Becomes a matter of public record for everyone to see. Yeah, so it, it is. It shows that uh, activism and speaking out and speaking in public. You know, it's it's difficult for most people, but you need to do that. You need to be able to become active, like you said. Spend a little bit more time trying to protect your rights, doing things to protect your rights than selecting the proper carry gun or the next new toy or or uh, whatever it is um, you know, you're dreaming about. You know, you see a post from a guy, uh, what's the best holster for carry? And then the next day, the same person posts, so what's going on with this carry insurance? Yeah, right. Right, exactly. You know, how much time do we have? Uh, we're almost halfway there. Okay, real quick. Uh, John Petrolino uh, ran an article for Bearing Arms. It seems like uh, the uh, um, the Attorney General is trying to clean Patterson up. You know where my bo my boy mm. Ma Mahmoud Ramadan got screwed, and so many other people getting yeah. red flagged and screwed there. Uh, his, you know, he suspended the Patterson Police Department. The state took over the Patterson Police Department. So Petrolino reached out and asked, uh, you know, what what are they doing about permitting process? And nobody got back to them. So, of course, John got back. John went right to the uh, attorney general and sent an email through the AG's, like, tip line and everything. And uh, he, wrote, he got a response by Rob Rowan, the public information officer, office of the attorney general. The Patterson Police Department has been regularly processing applications for firearms, ID cards, pistol purchase permits, and carry permits. This year alone, more than 300 permits have been processed. They're probably behind 2,000, <laughs> okay? But listen to this. Sounds they like process, so far, they process 61 permits to carry. Oh, wow. That's okay? good. A significant number of permits have not been processed due to applicants submitting incorrect or late oh, paperwork. Yeah. That's a bullshit. That's, That's bullshit. bullshit. In situations where information is needed to complete the application, the application has, applicant has been notified. Those applicants cannot move forward but are considered to be active. Okay. He, since March 27th, the AG has been uh, reviewing the operations and process. Listen, the two guys in, the, in, the, in that department, they sit on everything. You can't email them. You can't call them. 
them, you can't talk to them. John, I commend you for poking the bear, and I'm just shining a little more sunlight on it right now because in six months or three months, John's going to send an update to the AG to see what's going on, and we're going to put more sunlight on that. And I implore all of you that live in Patterson, go to a town meeting now. Okay, there'll be a representative from the AG's office, whoever's the acting police director, administrator, and the mayor is going to be there, and the council or whatever they call them is going to be there. Light them on fire. But again, do not look angry. Do not look ignorant. Go and just follow our lead. I'm a law-abiding, tax-paying citizen. The law says 30 days. If I don't pay my taxes or a speeding ticket or a parking ticket within 30 days, there are ramifications, legal ramifications for me, criminal ramifications for me yet you people who were elected and appointed to enforce the law can violate the law and nothing happens can someone explain to me how this process works what could be clearer than that all right or, or you ready? perhaps you can take your paperwork to the uh, dunkin donuts near the 23rd precinct <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure you'll find plenty of Ouch. people there to process <laughs> It's uh, they slow walk everything uh, intentionally, and it's all because it it goes back to the same old, same old, where it's just nothing but pure, straight up racism and uh, classism, know, racism. Yeah. It's just that's exactly what it is. We can't have <sighs> these people having guns, and uh, I don't know if that's ever going to change until the mindsets completely change. Yeah, but we we're going to have to do whatever we can to change it. Yes. You ready for a break? Uh, yeah. Why don't we go ahead and take? A Come break. on, leave me alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we'll take a break right now, and we'll be back with some housekeeping. Diane Pruitt, founder, Guiding Reigns Equine Assisted Therapy for veterans, first responders, and their families. Fight or flight. And that's where a lot of our veterans identify. They're in that hypervigilant fight-or-flight mode at all times. And so when we're doing an activity, we do a lot of discussion about pressure. A lot of them don't like applying pressure. Well, not all pressure is bad. One of the little things that have come up is trying to get the horse to do an activity. And they're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt them. And, you know, you're not going to hurt them. Just go for it. And... And then the aha moment is, is when they would complete an activity or a task, is then we'd say, does your horse look upset or pissed off with you? And they're like, no. And they're like, there you go. You are saying, you can't be in my face, in my pocket right now. I need you to do a job. And the big thing is setting boundaries. For example, I had one participant, and this horse would not leave her alone. He was biting at her, you know, shirt, even her pants leg. He was going for her shoelaces. And finally asked I said um are you okay with that she said I am I said okay and you'd see her she kept trying to listen to my instruction and she kept kind of would you stop it you know just and finally I said what's going on here and she's like he's just aggravating me and he's all over me and in my space and won't stop and I said um does that go on in your everyday life and she looked at me like I had hit her in between the eyes and she just paused and said, oh my goodness, I do. I said, do you let people walk all over you? She said, yes, I do. 
and it was the whole she doesn't set boundaries. She would just she just lets people work, kids come at her, come at her, come at her, until she just was at a breaking point. And it's those little aha moments that she literally turned and looked at that horse like, you're totally being what's in my life. And I said, now just take a moment and set your boundaries with that horse and let's come back. And literally that horse stood next to her and all but about fell asleep, never bothered her ever again. So it's those little tiny, just to get folks to identify, versus us sitting there going, you have this problem and this is what you need to do to fix it. We don't address it that way. We let them address the problem. The horse will bring up the problem and address the problem with them. You can keep this life-changing and vital program alive for veterans, first responders, and their caregivers. Won't you please help? 100% of your one-time or reoccurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving, disabled brother or sister in arms. Let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Go to guidinglanes.org. See what they're accomplishing and consider helping us save this program from extinction because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G Gun for Hire Radio is brought to you by Marty's V-Burger, voted best house-made burger by Vegan News Magazine. Go to martysvburger.com and don't forget to mention Gun for Hire for 20% off. So, uh, Decoding Firearms with John Petrolino is available at uh, Mammoth, uh, uh, excuse me, Aberdeen uh, Guns in Mammoth County. That's my buddy uh, John over there, another John. Uh, or you can also get it at Gun for Hire or on Amazon or Kindle. Uh, the Quarantine Crawl has changed to StandStrong.biz. StandStrong.biz. It's going to be all gun-friendly places and places you can bring your pistola in New Jersey. StandStrong.biz. Check it out. More details when I uh, get back to New Jersey. My book uh, we'll talk about later. My doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com, Concierge Medicine, few hundred bucks a month, no need to sit in the doctor's office, you have access 24-7, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club, org. looking for juniors 12 to 18 years old to compete and learn firearm safety in Carteret. If you're in the Scotch Plains area, Zen Float Center, Sharon and Chris Decker, check out zenfloatcenter.com. Okay, don't forget our guys, news2a.com. You have to check them out. If you go to the Gun for Hire page, you'll see under New Jersey CCW permit, if you click on it, all the letters and information you need, checklist, Brad Hendricks contributed, Evan Knappen, Dan Schmutter, everybody has contributed. We are the most updated page in the state of New Jersey. Police departments are looking at it regularly, including the AG's office, but for other reasons. Uh, 
Uh, blocked about 30 people this week on my phone. Still continuing to use my burner phone. Thank you all so much for your support. CNJFO and the DC Project are having a fundraiser Saturday, July 29th at the mansion on Main Street in Voorhees Township. Bill Spadia will be speaking as well as Jay Factor and a bunch of other people I will also be announcing shortly. Uh, oh, Assemblyman Brian Bergen will also be speaking there. Another 2A rock star. The New Jersey chapter of the Friends of NRA is having a fundraiser banquet at Biagio's in Paramus, New Jersey on the evening of October 5th. Uh, it's going to be big and beautiful. All 2A supporters there. Go to friendsofthenra.org events and uh, give Steve Churchill a shout out. Steve, let us know how we're doing with ticket sales, okay? Because I'd like to tell people if the cutoff is coming or not. So please give me um, some input there. You know, um, there's a, some two-way news too. A federal appeals court, the Sixth Circuit, just declared the ATF's bunk stock ban to be illegal as well, which offers a split for the Supreme Court now. So between the Sixth Circuit and the Tenth Circuit, we and the Fifth and Sixth Circuits again, we have uh, a, a, an imbalance in a court with bump stocks, bump stocks, pistol braces, others. It's all it's all going to get go to the Supreme Court under the Bruin decision. They can't use this two-factor. Um, you know, um, test anymore. It's one or not one and done. Sorry, but that's tough shit. Okay. Uh, you know, people just make stuff up. This is a good one. Uh, a post in Monmouth County in Aberdeen. They listed my qualification firearm on it. When I asked the chief about it, he said he was directed by the Monmouth County assistant prosecutor, Megan Doyle. He gave me her number and extension along with a list of places I cannot carry. He said the temporary restraining order means nothing. So the judge's decision, Judge nothing. Bum's decision means nothing. He said, uh, then he spoke to the assistant prosecutor, Megan Doyle, and she said it's her interpretation of the law that they can limit our permits to whatever they want. Okay. What? So, yeah. So that's totally illegal what they're doing. Again, this is what we deal with, right? That's why we have to put the little sunlight on stuff like this. Yeah, they could, the TRO doesn't matter. This is a chief saying this, by the way. Nice. Um, yeah, Monmouth the, County, Monmouth yeah, the, the, County. The, the TRO doesn't matter. We make up the rules. We do what we want here, peasant. In Red Monmouth County. Yeah, this is what we do. We make up the rules. TRO my ass. I'd like to see him before Judge Bum. Um, that would be a uh, really nice thing. This was a great article in the Wall Street Journal. Progressives convinced us to get a gun. By Gerard Laval. This guy didn't right ever want. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. While I was growing up in the south side of Chicago in the late 50s, almost every boy had one treasured possession, a holster with two six shooters. Me too. It was the essential toy for playing cowboys and Indians. Okay. But then, you know, now we deprive kids for uh, with guns because it's dangerous or whatever. Plus, we've gotten our, our society is degraded so much. The kids would go outside and point a gun at a cop and get killed. You know, I mean, it's just it's just it's just horrible. But this guy basically wrote that with all the crime that's going on and how the progressives are, you know, revolving door, uh, catch and release, you know, criminal justice system. They're basically pushing people to buy guns now for self-protection yep right and uh it's good it plays off it does i hate to see our society crumble the way it's crumbling but i guess we have george soros uh 
and his prosecutors and all the other, I don't call them progressive. They're, they're straight up communists. Our country is, is communist. You know, when I was a kid, remember we used to talk about Russian disinformation yeah, and stuff? Right. You know, uh, listen, uh, <laughs> it's now, there's so much misinformation and disinformation in this country. I mean, did you see President Pumpkin uh, Pudding Head? He gets a he gets a, a list of how to say the reporter's name phonetically, where they're a reporter, what the question is they're asking, a picture of them, and what his response is. They they actually believe that they can override his dementia by spelling things out. That it's like this is that's why they put a lid on everything at nine oh three in the morning. <laughs> it is just so sad. And, uh, you know, of course, the media, the, the L.A. Times says, we don't do that. Meanwhile, there's the zoomed photo, right. the picture of their reporter with the question and the answer. And that's the question she answered. And that's the that's the question she asked. And that's the answer he gave. Right. Move along. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Move yeah. along. Nothing to see here. But ladies and gentlemen, you're all stupid if you believe this. Uh, luckily, our people don't believe this. Our our people know what's what's really going on. You know what happened to the times of Watergate, uh, when the press was there to make sure that there was a limit and a check and balance system against power. Now it's the dead. press is just part of power. It's dead. It's dead, Sandy. It's Thank dead. You Woodrow Wilson. He it's, started it's dead. the press corps. Correct. We have we have nothing left. Yeah. It's it's no, it's just it really open isn't. season. Yeah. We have no, we have nothing right. left. That's why Twitter and alternate forms of podcasts like this, and that's why YouTube is so heavily censored, and people are moving to Rumble because it's just the way it is. So I can't see this article. It's behind a firewall, but believe it or not, Facebook is actually fighting requests by New Jersey police departments to eavesdrop on crime suspects' accounts. Well, I'm surprised Zuckerberg is doing this, you know. Uh, well, because but, they're actual criminals. Uh, true. And the criminals are they're, they're, they're demographic. But who defines what a crime suspect is? Yeah, exactly. Is right. it someone like me Googling stabilizing brace? Yeah, absolutely. The, the, of course, right. that makes me a crime suspect because it looks like maybe I'm looking to buy it, even though I'm looking to see what court cases are setting precedent right now. Well, you know right? the old uh, the old adage that every lawyer we know always likes to repeat that you can indict a ham sandwich. Correct, correct. I mean, but look what goes on. So right now, Mayor Adams is bitching. Remember, Mayor Adams when he was running, he mm. said that New York is a sanctuary city. Yep. Just like Go Governor Murphy said, yep. New Jersey is a sanctuary he state. He was proud of it. Yep. Right. So now Adams is overrun. All the immigrants that are, all the illegal aliens that are coming in through Texas and Arizona, they don't want to stay there. They all want to go to New York because of his statements. It's spread. The rumor mill is spread like wildfire that New York will put you in a four hundred thousand dollars a year hotel room, all expenses paid. <laughs> Meanwhile, my mother and father get $1,800 a month in Social Security. Yeah. Disabled, you know, like I, I donate to Tunnels to Tower. Yeah. There, there is no reason in this country why right. Tunnels to Tower should exist. Exactly, yeah. A disabled yeah. veteran should not have to take charity money right. to have a house built for them to live in because their legs got blown off fighting an unnecessary neocon war for the elites. Or that we have to come on every single week and beg for you to give a few dollars to keep veterans from uh, from losing their only really successful rehabilitation programs. 
Yeah, guiding reins. Right. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. So, so I, you know, every time I see the Tunnels Tower commercial, and I and I donate, and uh, that and Canines for Warriors I, are my two favorite charities. Yeah, but, too. but we should not have a Tunnels to Towers. No, there should not be one veteran no. waiting for a service dog or a house or anything. Right. Okay. But now Adams, this I'm quoting him: the city is being destroyed by the migrant crisis. <laughs> You said that you were a sanctuary oh, a city. Yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> you invited them, and they're all coming. And they're, 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 you listen, you get what you vote for. And for the people in New York that voted for Adams and are complaining about the degradation of their city, tough shit. Live in it. How would you know that New York has been degraded? It is a <laughs> filth pot. It is a shithole. It is just terrible. There are people all over, you know, where I am right now in lower Alabama, like, oh, wow, New York. We want to go to New York. All we do is spend our time going, don't even think about going to New York. It is a cesspool right now. Unless you like the smell of urine and vomit. And, and homeless everywhere, and panhandlers, and crime, and stick-ups. It's a good place to go. Here, in Manhattan Judge Valentina Morales last week released a known gangbanger who shot three people. She said that he is a flight risk, but she's going to release him anyway. But, you know, he's a nice guy. He's got two open felonies in two barrows. He's a known gangbanger, always carries a gun. This is his third gun arrest at 18 years old. But if you stop to take a leak on your way to the range, you're going to jail forever. And when he was arrested on this new gun case, he was out on bail from the last gun case. <laughs> so she knows he's a three times caught felon and a flight risk. That's and good. she released him. Why not? So now New Yorkers, he's walking the streets among you. Yep. Okay, because all they wanted this rich McBride sent me this, by the way, he wrote the Bolsheviks don't care about gun violence at all. No. If they did, this no. individual would be incarcerated. Right. They only want to disarm law abiding, tax paying, responsible Americans. And that is one of the reasons why they hate me so much, because we put daylight on this all the time right. okay it's unbelievable they do not care here so we got another one in, in, in patterson a Passaic county man charged with shooting gun during two pharmacy ro uh, robberies antonio <laughs> rivera 46 of patterson so he's robbing pa uh, pharmacies one in april and one in february of 2023 at gunpoint and he's shooting his gun i guess he's shooting his gun uh for for dramatic effect i guess so yeah you know what i mean that gets that'll get your attention yes it will boom give me everything in the register and give me some of them red pills and some of those blue pills you okay? try that in my current neighborhood there's gonna be a barrage coming back at you so here's another case I'm going to follow, but you know what's going to happen. They're going to drop the gun charge. Of course They're going to charge him with robbery and assault or something, right? And, and he'll, be out, he'll be out in a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or less. Or, or time, less. Well, yeah, it, it used to be yeah. he'd be out time served, but they don't serve time anymore, Sandy. Yeah, right. Yeah, with bail right, reform, yeah. they're out on the streets immediately. Yeah, you know? out among us, which is And good. what is our government working on? You know what our government is working on? Our Department of Defense says that by 2020, excuse me, by 2040, they want to be a uh, fully electric military. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And uh, where would all this electric come from? That magic uh, plug in the ground or... Uh... <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Uh, a fully wait, electric wait. military. Yeah, and with coming from a country who has absolutely uh, no protection against an EMP, because we figured, now why, why even bother to harden the electrical grid? Now, you think we can win a war? Remember the oh, first oh, desert seriously. storm with Norman Schwarzkopf? We bought 9mm ammo from Israel. Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was yeah. like almost 40 years ago. Right. Right? Now... This was another Wall Street Journal article. The U.S. military relies on one Louisiana factory, and it blew up. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> under the Defense Act, you know it, this is all this is all high treason and crimes by our politicians. Okay, the 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 sole domestic supplier supplier of Tomahawk missiles and artillery cells was shut down, and an errant spark inside a mill caused an explosion so big it destroyed all the building's equipment and blew up corrugated fiberglass wall a hundred feet. And this factory made uh, gunpowder, known today as black powder. So it blew up. And this, you know, the military suppliers have all been consolidated since the Cold War has been over. And we've been outsourcing all of our stuff, all of our components to our enemies. Good point there, Sandy. (laughs) How do we fight a war? First of all, we're woke. We're worried about what uniform to wear. Right. Okay. And and then pronouns are. We're going to have a patch with pronouns on our uniform. And again, this is not an attack on rank and file military. I just got talking about tunnels and towers. Okay. This is this is our leadership. And I'm using air quotes there with leadership. Exactly right. That's an oxymoron, really. Okay. Seriously, leadership. We used to be the best of the best of the best with everything. Where are we now? We we can't fight well, a war. Well, we right are now. We can't win. We a war. are at the end of what George Soros has been planning his whole life, and uh, you know we t- we've talked about this. A long time listeners, I mean, if you guys go back thirteen years or so with us, you'll hear those um, cries for what would happen when the pendulum swung to the to the complete side of the left and you're living in those times right now we warned you we told you there was going to be anarchy there was going to be the riots in the streets we told you that the more it goes to the left the more violent it becomes once it hits its zenith it, it swings in 80 year fashions it, it's inevitable it's been happening since recorded history and once it hits that zenith we should be looking right now for people who are the champions uh, and they're out there they're out there the um, we, we've talked about a few of them today who were finally t- speaking up in their town meetings and and taking I'm not gonna say a risk but it is a risk in yeah this, they're in, taking in a risk uh, to to speak out against power and this is something that the left used to be known for to speak out against power but now the left is the power yeah they ain't gonna give it up willingly if not us who if not now when right okay here's a great um email so we can cover some stuff i'm a member of your range it's a wonderful place to shoot your classes and quals have been top notch currently waiting on my carry permit references to be called had a more general question for you regarding long-term our rights in New Jersey. I'm wondering what our next steps are going to be as far as Pro 2A in New Jersey. Obviously, our number one issue now is that we are finally having carry as the current litigation. Uh, if it goes in our favor, I'm not that confident in the Third Circuit based on their history. What are the next steps? 
voluntary commitments, public health, safety, and welfare, character, and temperament. Um, all of this, he, you know, we're worrying about it. Uh, we've got a lot to cover in terms of making our two rights fair and equitable. Feel free to mention this on your show. Please, however, do not broadcast or publish my name. Thanks, Ralph Cramden. How was that? Good. Uh, listen, I, I, I agree with you. It's going to be a fight, but we also have the Magban case. We also have the assault weapons case, and there's a lot of other low-hanging fruit that Scott Bach, Dan Schmutter, Evan Knappen are all holding in their quiver, as well as Jay Factor has uh, something he's working on, and uh, you know, so and Mark Cheeseman. So those those are they're bubbling over, but it's going to be a, a fight, Ralph. And but the big thing is uh, whether the Third Circuit rules in our favor or not, we we probably will con- continue to have the restraining order. And uh, one of our cases, us or New York, is going to be fast-tracked to the Supreme Court. And we're going to, just like I talked about in the beginning from the New Jersey News 2A guys, we're in a, we're in a really great time. And uh, I believe the wins are all on our end. Remember now, the onus of proof is on the state side now, on the government side. It's not on our side anymore. And right. that puts us in a right. very good position. We, you know, we got a restraining order on the bump stocks. I feel confident we're going to get a restraining order on the um, on the others and the, um, the, the pistol braces. So, uh, listen, again, this is unprecedented times. Let's see how it plays out, you know. Here's another one I want to talk about. Hi, Anthony. Hope is well with you and your family. I want to touch base with you about my story regarding my carry permit. Eight months and a few days later, I'm glad to inform you that I was finally contacted by Lodi PD to come and pick up my carry. After filing an appeal to Judge Kaslow's decision with Lewis Knappen and over $5,000 in legal fees, the state came back with their side. They conceded that the court had failed to provide me with due process. The court vacated Judge Kaslow's decision and remanded my application back to Lodi PD, who have been helpful and sympathetic. We would have loved for an appellate court to pick on one or more uh, meteor points we made, but alas, I am happy with finally joining the rest of the 2A community proper. P.S. I listen to Gunfire Radio every weekend, and I love it. Keep it up. See you at the range. Carlos say, This is a win, and this is precedent. Ralph, this also counts over there for you. So early on, Kaslau was screwing people mm-hmm. and denying people this is going to set a precedent for a lot of people who Kaslau de- de- denied for frivolous reasons yes oh you're going through a divorce yep you shouldn't have a gun i don't like that denied yeah. yeah you shouldn't have a gun so win 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 carlos bravo for fighting i know it cost you five grand but you won okay now sue for legal fees yeah uh anthony last saturday was my daughter's wedding I brought my future son-in-law and a number of other guys that weren't in town to gun for hire while the girls were doing their thing. I had arranged for it in advance with Matt and Phoebe. We got two ports and a dedicated RSO in range three. Everyone had a blast, and as usual, your staff was friendly and helpful. Thanks for helping me make it a memorable day. We were treated like family. Stay strong, Tom Corvo. Tom, bravo. Tom's a gun for hire alumni. He's at the range at least twice a week. God bless. God bless on your daughter. I hope it was a beautiful day, Tom. And I got your message you sent me on Facebook. Thank you uh, for that as well. Anthony, just 
uh, Inglewood police just called me to pick up my carry. Needless to say, it would ha- it would have been impossible without your efforts to help us and the excellent training as well. Salo N. Thank you. That's what we want to do. We want. That's why they make it confusing and and ambiguous because they want to screw us all. Yep. But we won't allow it to happen. We're going to continue to communicate whether they hate me or not. Anthony, I look forward to listening to your show every Sunday. Here is another one of the good police departments. Nalapan PD, five weeks, got my carry permit. That's what I want to hear. I wish we could just get more people giving us those positives. But there are a lot of people getting them that we don't hear about, you know, uh, which is really good. Uh, Anthony, episode 622 was genius. I felt like you're repeating everything I've been saying for months. Thank you, sir. Steve Zampino. Uh, thank you very much. Hello. Uh, oh, this is a good one. Listen to the last show, and you mentioned how Judge Bum could take three years. I know it was hypothetical, but that if she does not make a decision, what if she doesn't make a decision a- after July 1st? I reached out to USCCA to see if they were planning on returning to New Jersey, but got a lame reply. I contacted Prime. I know you said they were a joke, but never heard back from them. See, that's why they're a joke, Danny T. Thanks for everything you and your family do, the 2A family. Well, Danny, listen. Judge Bum knows there's time constraints on her decision. She doesn't have to issue a full decision either. She can issue a partial decision because she knows that there's stuff that takes effect, the training and insurance and everything July 1st. Uh, So she will be addressing some of that, if not all of it, hopefully all of it. Again, be patient because she's writing this to hopefully it will survive Third Circuit uh, scrutiny. And it's also going to be reviewed in the Supreme Court, you know. So here's another one from Kevin. Good morning, Anthony. In a post a few weeks ago, I made a comment about my local state police barracks slow walking the permit process to you, which responded. There are steps you can take on our page under permits. In your process, you note that it's been common to get to cooperation from the issuing authorities within 36 hours. Well, I typed up an email based on your strategy, and it didn't work. Within 12 hours, it didn't work. Within 24 hours, it didn't work. Within 36 hours either. After sending the email, I got an email response in eight minutes with an apology that it will be looked into. Minutes after that, I received another email stating my permits were in and ready to be picked up. From sending the initial persuasive cooperation email to them, miraculously finding my approved ready-to-pick-up permit was approximately 27 minutes. I can't help but laugh at how quickly they responded when you throw statute numbers in an email and CCA strike force in the said email. Best part is the fire must have been lit from the email because now I know of numerous others who got the call to pick up their permits, their permits from the same barracks the same day, just within hours of my email. <laughs> and all in all, it was 210 days from submission to permit in hand, and it was dated the month prior. Thank you and everyone else in the continued trailblazing in the 2A fight, Kevin. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the Gun for Hire page. Get right. the information there. Cut and paste it. Be respectful. And look how quick you can get answers sometimes. Information okay? is power. Yes. Uh, 
I just got a, a call from a good friend of mine. He used to live down here in pork roll territory, but now lives up in Taylor Ham territory. <laughs> As a resident gun guy in my circle, he was asking me questions of what and where to buy. After a few conversations, I suggested gun for hire, and he spoke to your employee, employee uh, who my friend Dorian, we call him DJ, said was awesome. Uh, Lou was patient and answered a myriad of his questions. One of DJ's friends wasn't very timely with filling out his reference questionnaires, but DJ left the store today with a Ruger 1022 and a Glock 45 and a Rock River Arms AR-15. Three guns! <laughs> wow. Throughout the process, he was telling me how awesome the store and all of your employees are. I just wanted to thank you for taking care of a very good friend of mine, Dan Yasinchak. Now... He wrote, a proud member of the Quarantine Crawl, and I know you mentioned this already. Uh, he goes, he goes. we are 53 and 55 respectfully. He's older, and he sounded like an 18-year-old on Christmas morning when he described the process <laughs> at your place. He is a, 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 a kid at Christmas morning when you're buying guns. You could be 90 years old, you know? That's true. Yeah. I tell the story all the time when that 90-year-old guy came in with his son and his grandson and said he was a Korean War vet, and he looked up at the rental wall, and he goes, is that an M1 Garand up there? And I said, yes, sir, it is. Thank you for your service. He goes, I haven't held one of those to the, since the 50s. Can I hold that? And I took the gun down and I handed it to him. And he was 90 and he was very slight built. And he holds it in his hand and he goes, a lot heavier than I remember. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, to me, that is the shit, you know, uh, that it's a lot heavier. Maybe you're a little older, sir, and you lost a little muscle tone, but, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Anthony, I just want to send you a quick note and thank you for keeping your website up to date with the latest information regarding New Jersey's carry application. From the step-by-step -step instructions and what to do with your local police department, police department is delaying your application, I don't think there's a better place to get information for New Jersey residents. Gunfire was the first range I visited after getting my handgun permit years ago. If it wasn't so far from me, um, I'd, be, I'd be a member. Anyway, thanks for everything you do. Alex, That just keep supporting, spreading the word. Send people to the site. Share your knowledge. Each one, reach one. We, you don't have to come to Gun for Hire and spend money and this and that and that and this and that. You, listen, if you can, you do. Support those who support you. But if you can't, it's not a big deal. Uh, we just have to work together, you know. Uh, Hi, Anthony and Matt. I have a question. I've been an armed officer since 2019. I've been fingerprinted three times, twice for the Old Bridge PD and once for the New Jersey State Police. So my question is, when I process my carry application, will I still need to be required to be refingerprinted? Yes, you yeah. will. Yeah, because works. they want your money. Yep, okay. That's all it's about. He goes, I'm hoping Former to make... Wants your money. Yes. I'm hoping to make my way down to your range, as I hear is the best in the state. I love the show, and I listen all the time for new information. Thank you for what you do. Mark S. Listen, Mark S. Last initial W. Mark, that's keep listening, keep learning. Let all of your other security guards know what, what's going on, too. Anthony, I hope you're enjoying your trip to Florida. I heard the place sucks, and I should never <laughs> think about going there. Exactly. Stay out of, stay out of Florida. Stay okay. Out of Stay out of Southwest Alabama. Southwest Florida and Lower Alabama are yeah. trash. Shit, crap. Okay. Oh, horrible. You have to step through crap all the time. Oh, terrible. Filthy, he goes, dirty water. 
Yeah, so Ed has a question. He goes, I was putting away my carry permit paperwork and I noticed something vexing. I received my permit a week before the carry killer bill, but it turns out that the permit date on the court order was November 17th. What adds to the annoyance is that I had emailed the sergeant on November 22nd asking if there was a docket number, and he stated that he wouldn't know until it was returned to Montclair. Uh, this was almost a week after the permit was issued. This evening, I applied for a couple pistol permits. One of my references already responded. The second likely respond tomorrow, and the state is normally taking anywhere from 12 to 18 hours to finish their part. I will pay the ridiculous $25 permit uh, fee this week, so once they exceed the statutory 30 days, I plan on going to the next council town council meeting and put this on record. I have had to deal with the same two detectives. They both hate me too, by the way, in Montclair. They hate me and they hate gun for hire. Um, the co- the negative comments I get coming back, uh, the derogatory stuff about our <laughs> retired cops that teach for me and everything is is, is pretty shitty. But anyway. You know, you're since, doing a good job. Then. Yeah. Since I moved back to Montclair and, uh, and the best they have managed to have been getting processing down to an abysmal four to five months to two and a half months. Yeah. Okay, it isn't that I'm an unknown quantity considering I apply for at least one or two sets of permits a year. Thanks for encouraging the fight, Ed. Ed, go to the town meeting. Anybody who lives in Montclair and pays Mm -hmm. those absorbent taxes, go to the town meeting and ask why the loss is 30 days. We've covered this ad nauseum, actually. But you know what you have to do, okay? Part of it might be because they hate gun for hire and they hate me uh, also as well. But you should not be waiting more than 30 days. They hate everyone. Yeah, that's true. And I, again, too much disinfectant. They don't like the disinfectant. Yep. Uh, let me get, I got a couple more here because this covers so much information. Oh, there you go. Rick D. I like that you mentioned the, the delay from Judge Bum and that her opinion would be scrutinized by the Third Circuit and then by SCOTUS. I was thinking the same. This could be the biggest opinion of her career to date. Exactly. However, there is another angle here. Assuming a favorable 2A decision from Judge Bum, while the New Jersey uh, Attorney General Office will most likely proceed to the higher courts to appease the voting base, we will need to be careful that don't create a case before SCOTUS that will further Bruin, they need to be careful. It's a slippery slope for the state. Also, you mentioned how the government was going uh, after manufacturers for list of customers that buy certain products. This is an old tactic which is commonly used at the state level. In the early 2000s, New York State went after online cigarette sellers that sold in New York State. The sellers told New York State to F off. And then New York State then said, fine, we, we will be barring any shipments from you into our state. The sellers handed over customers list within a week, and the week after that, tax bills went out. I know this because a friend of mine got a $5,000 tax bill from uh, New York State covering three years. He had been buying from him for himself and a group of friends. Ouch. The same thing happens with sales tax by most states. Whenever you make an online purchase, there is no right to privacy, especially if the seller is subpoenaed, which is buried in the terms and conditions of the seller uh, a seller agreement, and no one actually reads it. Scary and interesting times. Bravo, you know, Rick D. Rick, you're right. The AG is going to be have to be careful and not sloppy in their response to the Third Circuit and if it heads to the Supreme Court because they could actually give us more um, more of a win. And, you know, Scott and Dan Schmutter kind of believe that, that we're going to end, and David Jensen, we're going to get more. 
uh, we're going to get more of this for sure, you know, and I think that's just a, a wonderful thing uh, if it works out that way. Uh, let me see. Uh, how much time do we have? We are almost out. Oh, God, I got more to cover, but I'll let it go uh, for this time. Okay, let me let me do it with this one. Here's one from my cousin, Albert Mezel, my youngest cousin of like 20 or so cousins. He goes, uh, this is learning, by the way. He goes, I took, I uh, uh, hope Florida's treating you well. I took holster draw yesterday. Vlad and Wayne were awesome as usual. I feel I screwed the pooch a bit. I had no idea what it was, that it was mostly semi-autos in the class. I was left in the dust on every drill. The 10 other students were done with their drills while I was still fumbling with my Bianchi speed strips. I brought the gun. Sandy and I did the revolver course, so we know this. I brought the gun that I qualify with and that I carry in holster every day. The course taught me a lot, but I feel like a fool, and I think I was more of a distraction amongst the others. If I contributed anything to the class, it was the fact that I helped things uh, that I held things up uh, and taught the others that a wheel gun is not the way to go. I'm sorry if I cause you any problems or embarrassment. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. I was going to respond, but Tony Urena, my director of training, responded. And this is the same words I would have used. Hi, Albert. You might have felt like you were left in the dust, but you held your own and you passed. As Vlad mentioned, at least you got to see some of the cons of revolver. You were also authorized to draw from a holster in our ports as well, eligible to take urban classes now. That class, you'll definitely need a semi. But tomorrow when I get in, I will send out the class certificates and and pictures. Sandy and I, we know the deficiencies of a revolver, Al. You, Albie, you took the class and you know that now. And I'm still a revolver guy. Absolutely. You, it's just that you were lined up with all semi-autos right. and you felt deficient. Right. But that's a learning process. Yep. And now you know what the deficiency are of that revolver. And after even after hearing that, Albie, I would still carry a revolver. I'm in Florida. Dummy rounds in practice. Correct. Just keep practicing. Have semis and have revolvers, but there are a there is a place for revolvers. So you learn. Do not feel stupid. And the other students saw what you were going through, so it was a learning process for everybody. And that's it. I'm out, Sandy. You can take it out. Well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gunfire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he failed to mention this <laughs> week. Available at bookstores everywhere you can get good books and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where Anthony frequents from time to time when he's not <laughs> lounging in the sun in southwest Florida. <sighs> Uh, we love you guys. Um, please speak out. Join the local politics. Run for dog catcher. We need everything we can from the ground up to change this country back to what it used to be. We love you guys from the beautiful Gulf Shores in Alabama and Southwest Florida. We love you guys. God willing, Jesus tarries. And the freaking batteries hold out. We will see you again next week. 